Hello, hello. Welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. Today, we're kind of doing an overview of the Motivation Made Easy Masterclass that I've been talking about. I'm not sure if you were able to attend, but if you weren't able to attend live, I still hope that you listen to this as soon as possible because there is still some limited time availability, special deal right at the end. So, please be sure to stay tuned in, check that out. But today, motivation made easy. This is all about maintaining motivation, having more energy, and getting results in our fitness because maintaining that motivation leads to consistency. Also, with the more energy to do it and feel better about yourself, like that's going to drive results. That's going to drive consistency and you committing to yourself. So, that is why this is so important. So, first of all, like, why do we need motivation? Because motivation, a lot of people talk about as this thing that they're like, oh, well, you can't create more of it or no one's motivated all the time. And I really, I mean, that's true, but I really like to think of motivation as an emotion, just like happiness. Like, yeah, people aren't happy all the time, but it's something that, I mean, you can improve your mood. You can become happier, even if you didn't wake up in a good mood. Like, there are things that you can do to help yourself get there, which aren't talked about. People just like to have the blanket statement of, no, it's not motivation, it's discipline. But motivation just makes things easier. When you're motivated, you want to do them, you get shit done. So, why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about, okay, if it makes it easier, let's stop white-knuckling this and making it so damn hard. Let's make it easier for ourselves. So, it's really important for us to talk about today is where this motivation comes from. But before we go into that, a little bit about me and my background, right? So, if you've been listening to the podcast, you probably know that I was a Division One athlete in college. So as a division one athlete, which I mean, it does not mean that I was in great shape. That is not where I'm going with this. But basically, I've always grown up being an athlete. I've always grown up having a coach, being told what to do. And the last two years that I was in college and I was competing, it was really rough. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. There's a lot of difficulties that I was going through and I lost all of that internal drive. Like, as an athlete, to get to that level that I was at, like, I had a lot of motivation beforehand to always want to be better, always improving, but when I no longer had that same passion, I lost the internal drive, so the only reason that I was even working out or doing anything was because I knew that there was punishment if I didn't. So, I went like that throughout my last two years, and once I was done being an athlete, like, that was it. I completely stopped working out. I lost all my motivation and then I became a couch potato. <laughs> I just laid there and was like, you know, I, I can't do this. Like, I wanted to work out and I joined a gym. Not even joined. Like, I signed up online to join this gym and then I didn't even go for three months. Like, I was just constantly fighting this motivation that just wasn't there. I was spending so much energy on the what of like, how do I even get myself to go to the gym that even if I did go, even if I finally was like, yeah, sure, I'll work out, I'd never see results from it because I had such little energy to actually complete it, to actually follow through with my plan that I had set for myself. So that kind of segues me, it segues me into where does this motivation come from and then how motivation and energy are connected. Because what usually happens is 
people will be like, once I'm motivated, then I'll go work out. Once I'm motivated, then I'll do something. Then I'll X, Y, Z, whatever you're trying to do, you'll do it once you become motivated. And it's actually the opposite. So what actually inspires you to become motivated is when you're doing something is when you've actually either taken the action before or you're in the process of it right like after I work out is when I feel motivated of you know what like maybe that wasn't so hard and maybe I can become healthier you know I I worked out and that felt really good so maybe I will eat healthier tonight or you know it's once you've already done something of once you've already gotten up for the day and showered then you're like okay you know what like I'm not as tired as I thought I was when I was laying in bed with the lights off scrolling on my phone, right? Like there's a lot of things that once you take the action, you'll feel motivated. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you, okay, just force yourself to do the action because that's the issue that I was running into, right? (laughs) Is I was spending so much energy, like I couldn't get to do the action. So this is where energy comes in. So we want to do more action. We need more energy to get more action. And then once we have more action, we saw that leads us to become more motivated. And then what do you do when you're more motivated? You're happier. You're more energized. You want to keep continuing doing more. So that leads you to have more energy. And it's just this like hamster wheel that goes round and round of energy, action, motivation. But where we mess up is we focus so much on the motivation and not the energy. And what we really have to pinpoint is where is this energy coming from? How can we protect it? How can we get more of it? And that is what will drive us to be feeling better, to maintain our motivation, to increase our energy. So where does energy come from? What creates energy? right? Because energy isn't like a limited resource that we have and then you just run out of it. Like energy, you can always create more of and that's the beauty of it. So energy can be boiled down into three things. It can be boiled down into the food that we eat, the rest that we get, and the activities that we do. That's it. Let me repeat it. Write it down. This is really important. It's the food that we eat, the rest that we get, and the activities that we do. But these things don't just create energy. These things can also be sucking our energy, and that's what we don't pay enough attention to. We know that the more sleep that we get, that will increase our energy. But sometimes you don't always have time for that, or sometimes it's too late, right? Like, say the next morning, you're like, I need to have more energy right now, but I already didn't sleep well last night, right? Like there's nothing that you can do then about your sleep that already happened. So that's when we can start to focus, okay, what are the things that are sucking our energy? And the important thing to note too, with these three things, the food that we eat, the rest that we get, and the activities that we do, what impacts those? Habits. Our habits impact the foods that we're eating, our rest, and our activities. Because a lot of these things are on autopilot. Every single night when we go to bed, we're not thinking, oh, am I going to go to bed at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10, 11, 12, right? Like we don't sit there and like think to ourselves to schedule in the exact time we're going to bed. It just becomes part of our habit. Same thing with a lot of the foods we eat. A lot of it's habit. A lot of the activities is all about habit. So our habits can, one, 
boost up your energy, make you feel great, or it can completely kill your mojo, stop you in your tracks, like be the thing that's actually holding you back. So some examples of the good habits, we kind of already know these, right? These are things that we've been preached at and working on and eating balanced meals, having set bedtimes, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our mental health, like all of these things that are helping us with good habits. And then on the other end, the part that we don't pay attention to is like, what are these things that are sucking our energy? What are these bad habits? Like, those are things like giving your time and energy to people that aren't positively impacting your life. They're spending too much time mindlessly on social media, mindlessly scrolling, not really like taking ownership of like what your mind's thinking about there not hydrating enough, not sleeping enough, like all of these are bad habits that are not even bad habits, but just like not as good habits because they are killing your energy. And as we saw before, energy is what leads to action, which is what leads to motivation. It's all a cycle and this is what we're pinpointing here. So today we're going to talk about how to break just one of these bad habits, one bad habit example, and it's called the PETA process. P-I- T-A, write it down. At least I know I'm a very visual person. So we're going to be talking about how this PETA process will work with social media and limiting your time there. Because I think that this is a big one that a lot of people are doing and they don't realize the impact of. A lot of people, I mean me included, right? I'm not just being like preach, preach, preach. Like this is something I do too and I'm reminding myself equally. But when you're on social media, I always think of it as, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just relaxing. I'm just sitting here scrolling, but it's actually taking a lot more energy because you're processing the news that's going on. You're processing updates with like 500 people all in the span of like 20 minutes. You're like, okay, my old roommate's doing this. This person just got pregnant. This person got a dog. This person had salad for dinner. Like you're processing so much information this actually really is taking a lot of energy. This is draining. And, you know, after a long day, if you're like, oh, I don't feel social with my partner or I don't feel like, you know, talking to anyone, it's because you're having these interactions that aren't even satisfying. So, I mean, there's a time and place for social media, but I really would argue that a lot of people can limit this and this will help boost your energy. So back to the PETA process. P for PETA, so this one is protect your peace. Social media is something that you have complete control over. No one's forcing you to go on, but so much of the time, the thing that I'm doing on social media is so mindless. Like a notification will come up and I'll open my phone and then five minutes later, I'm still on it. I was like, what? I didn't mean to do that. I was just opening a Snapchat or I was just responding back to a text. But it's almost like this mindless, like, you know, I go through Facebook first. And then once that's boring, I'll jump to Snapchat. And when that's boring, I'll check TikTok, right? Like, it's just like a cycle of things that keep going. So making sure to protect your peace and making sure that this is something that you have control over. Then the I for PETA inventory your influences. Who are you following? It's these people, someone that makes you feel inspired by looking 
at their posts? Is it someone that you're like, yes, like I love seeing my old friend just got married and I love seeing this cute dog and I love catching up with my siblings? Or is it something that you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, this model I don't know looks so great. Oh, this person I don't know. I'm really jealous of their lifestyle. And it's just kind of making you feel bad and bogged down. And I know that with social media right now, is a lot of news and I don't like to see my news all over social media. I like to very much separate the two. When I want to be updated on the news, then I will go to a news source. I don't want to be scrolling through my social feed, social media feed for that. So it's things like that that it's like, how do I feel when I'm actually getting all this information on social media? Because it is something that's connecting with other people. So it should make you feel you know, like you are staying in touch, not that you're just constantly comparing. Then T is time limit. So setting a boundary for yourself on getting on social media, right? Like even if you have a feed of things that you love and you feel so inspired after or you just love catching up with friends, like too much of anything can be bad and it's really important to set that limit for yourself. If it's something that you can't do naturally, it's like, okay, do you need to delete the apps on weekends? Do you need to set that time limit app? It's like a thing on iPhone I know you can do where it's like after 20 minutes, you lock the app and then you have to put in a passcode. Like that can be something that you do and maybe it's something that you have to do. And then A is awareness over your addiction because you might not see it as an addiction, but if you find yourself, you know, just like, Waiting in line, you automatically scroll. Waiting for your food to cook, automatically scroll. Sitting watching TV, automatically scroll. If like all these things, you just find yourself kind of mindlessly picking up your phone and doing this with no real intention, then it's like, okay, maybe this is something that needs a little bit more work on, right? You can't just be so passive with it. It's something that you can work on and put boundaries around. So the PETA process, once again, P, protect your peace, I, inventory your influences, T, time limit, A, awareness over your addiction. So as I said, this is just, you know, one process for one boundary that you can make for one specific bad habit. But if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I need help with this one, but I also have this other bad habit, or you're even like, I don't, know which one I should target. I don't know which habit I should be focused on, getting rid of, what I should be adding. You just know that your energy isn't where it's supposed to be. Your habits aren't helping build that motivation or action. Then I actually created a program just for you and it's launching today. So you've never heard of it before. It's called Beyond the Hype Bootcamp. And it's a six week program for women like you who are ready to see food as fuel, love nourishing their bodies by going beyond the hype and just this like initial motivation, but actually creating long-term and sustainable health and fitness plans to build your healthy lifestyle. So if you're anything like me, like I know that you're tired and you're frustrated of starting a new program just to feel defeated when you can't commit to it or frustrated when you're not seeing results and everything that you're doing kind of seems to follow this ebb and flow of like, am I feeling motivated to do this today or have I fallen off the wagon yet again 
and I have to restart in two weeks from now. Like, I was there. I know what it feels like to just always be riding this roller coaster and never actually getting anything out of it. Like you're stuck with these feelings of being overwhelmed. You're like, okay, well, counting macros didn't work. Should I count calories this time? Oh, weight training didn't work. Should I pick up running? Like there's so many things that you could focus on, but you're not actually pinpointing What habits will work for you? Which ones are sucking the energy from you? You're not creating like a sustainable plan that fits for your schedule. You're just following what someone else maybe set for you. And that's probably the biggest waste of time that I did, right? I was looking for other people to tell me, right? Like, what is the PETA process for life? Like, how do I follow that? But everyone's is different, right? Like, you listening to this might not need help with social media, but you have a different boundary that you need to set. And that's something that we deep dive into into the course. So to go into the six weeks, week number one is all about perspective shift. So that's all about, you know, what is health to you? What is your goals? What is realistic? How would you measure success for yourself? Kind of getting the right frame of mind of like, what can you expect from this Like, how am I feeling right now? That is week one. Week two, then we go into body acceptance because a lot of times when you're starting this, like you don't feel confident in your body. You don't fully love yourself. You're like, that will come after. And it's so important to love yourself during this journey because those are the words that you're telling yourself. That's what your subconscious is telling you. And so we go into minding your words, loving your body, loving yourself, and body acceptance. Week three, then we go from the mindset and the planning to now more of the what. Like, what is the food freedom versus fad diet? What nutrition plan is going to work? What will give me results? How can I fit that into my life? Then week number four is what we talked about today with setting boundaries for your energy and identifying where is this that you need help and maybe other areas that it's doing fine, right? Like you don't need to set up walls of like, I'm never doing anything fun again, right? Like this is talking about like where it needs your immediate focus in order for you to see those results. And then week five is sweat it out. So fitness is a huge part of this, right? Like how are we going to find fitness that you enjoy, that you want to do, that makes you feel strong and excited to do? That's what we identify there. Then week six is playing the long game. So everything that you're learning in this program is a repeatable process. I'm going to be giving the tools and resources on how to build habits, identify which habits where you're going to be seeing the results, how to consistently hit these things. And then once you go through these six weeks, maybe it'll last you like three to six months. And then when you get to that next plateau of, okay, this isn't serving me anymore and I'm no longer seeing results. Okay, instead of now being like, I need the next fad diet. No, you just repeat the six weeks of creating your new step-by-step plan. And this is repeatable. And this is something that you have lifetime access to. So the course is six weeks to complete, but then the lifetime access is yours. And right now it's the cheapest price that it's ever going to be because right now it's $50 off. So for this week only, and I don't know when you're listening to this. So if you waited till Friday, (laughs) it is only through this week. So it's $50 off at emilykaufman.com 
org slash beyond the hype. So it's only until January 22nd. And the code at discount, I'll put it all in the show notes, but it's launch party. So make sure to go check it out. This program truly is like everything that I learned that I've implemented in my life that's worked for the past three to four years for me, all packaged into six weeks that you can learn at an achievable pace. Like you will come out of this being really confident with what you need to do to keep moving forward. It will no longer be a guessing game for you, which I know is huge once I hit that milestone in my own journey. So once again, Emily Kaufman org slash beyond the hype link is right below go check it out all of your questions are answered there and i will see you next time this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>